welcome back to Tifton Talks, the podcast. It's a podcast about Tifton, the surrounding area, and pretty much anything that uh, I want to talk about or bring to your attention. Maybe just riff a little bit. To start with, I want to talk about something that happened this week. And for some of you, it's not going to affect you. Even for those of you that are customers of this particular company, it didn't affect you. And I want to clarify that I've never made it a secret, never tried to hide the fact that I do have an affinity for what used to be CityNet, then became Plant TiffNet, then basically was Plant Telephone, and now is True Vista. Keep in mind, True Vista is a larger corporation. They're I believe they're based out of South Carolina. And so it was kind of interesting that they would buy a plant telephone. Now, they didn't just buy the cable broadband division. They bought the entire telephone company. That's my understanding. And of course, when they did that, they gobbled up what used to be CityNet, then Plant TiffNet, which was the very first broadband provider in Tifton. Started in 1999. If I remember correctly, we connected our very first customer in October, late October, I think maybe early November of 1999. So again, I do I do have a special affinity for the place because I started out as the network manager. My job was to make sure that the broadband part worked. All of the various pieces that were required, the cable modem termination system, the email server, the servers that, that handed out the IP addresses to the cable modems and the devices behind the cable modems, just all of that. I was also in charge of the people, which was only ever one person, to actually go out. And at that time, we we typically had to put in network cards, network adapters. So we had to go out. We had to shut the person's PC down. We had to open it up. We had to install a network driver, bring it back up, make sure Windows would detect the network driver. If not, keep in mind, this was, this was about 24, 23, 24 years ago. So most PCs did not come with built-in network ports on them. And Windows generally would not have the device driver, so we'd have to use like a floppy or a CD. I know floppies, right? But a floppy or CD to install the driver. Then we would hook the cable modem directly up to the PC via a network cable. And this is back during the time where people really didn't think about security. So there was no such thing as a firewall other than there was there was software firewalls that you would install on the PC. And then eventually the cable modems came out where they could be hooked via USB, which made it a little bit better. But then you, you need to keep in mind that even USB 2.0, we, we were saddled with USB 1.1, I think at the time. And it was, if I remember correctly, it was only, uh, you know, 12 megabit. And I mean, that wasn't a big big thing because our top speed at that point was a megabit. Now we're talking gigs. <laughs> so uh, I'm getting a little little off the beaten path. The point is I still have an affinity for this place because I eventually became the general manager uh, from 2004 to 2009. Then we were sold to plant and I was still the GM for the TIFNET division, if you will, until 2012. And for the longest time, I still had friends that worked there. And I still have some acquaintances to this day that they work there. And I, I can't really say that it's a positive or a negative that True Vista bought them. But as far as what I'm about to talk about, yeah, it was it was a negative. So prior to True Vista buying plant, and, and even for the first, I think, I guess maybe two years, maybe they've it's been three years since they bought them. Honestly, I can't remember. They had an online interface so that we could go in and we could pay our bills and, and things like that. It was very simplistic. I mean, you really couldn't change services from what I could remember and things like that. And so I had mine 
I'm all about paperless. If I've if I'm given an option, I don't want to receive a paper bill. You can send me a PDF and email. You can send me an email notification with a link to go look at the bill, and then I set up for auto pay on a credit card. I will not allow auto pay to go against a debit or a bank account. Just will not do it. I, I cannot have that out of my control. If something screws up and a, a double charge goes against goes against a credit card, okay, no harm, no foul. We've got time to solve that. But if you're yanking double or triple the amount out of my checking account, that can cause some some issues. So no, I don't do that. The auto pay was supposed to be on the 15th. That was the that was the due date. I got an email from True Vista that said, hey, uh, you need to contact us about your account. And I'm like, interesting. And I realized that the old URL that I used to use to get in their whole smart hub thing, well, I could finally get into that but it showed that the last time any payment was made was September 15th. So I tried to go to the link that was in the email. I didn't have a login for it. So I called my contact out at True Vista, and I was like, what's going on here? And I was informed that this was an issue because True Vista had swapped over to a new billing system and pretty much didn't bother telling anybody. Now, when I say pretty much didn't bother telling anybody, as the story unfolded, it was discovered that if you were on paperless billing, they didn't even bother emailing you to say, hey, we've swapped billing systems. You need to contact us to have your account set up in the new system. That would have been great. Would have still ticked me off because there are ways they could have just migrated that data over and could have generated a URL so that I had to go there the very first time. I'd have to change the password. There are ways they could have done it. They dropped the ball on this. And that is very telling when it comes to a company that is all about technology. Yes, they are a cable, television, and a broadband company that requires technology. So they could have handled this better. But instead, they didn't even, not only did they not do that, they didn't even bother to email anybody and say, hey, we're changing billing systems. Some stuff needs to be updated to make sure that your account stays current. So of course... I'm told that they've been getting a slew of calls, and the only way I'm going to have to can resolve this is to call the toll-free number. So I do. Now, I will say that the lady that I got on the phone was was very nice, very accommodating of my pissy attitude, and, and I made it known several times I was not mad at her. I was not aggravated at her. She did not do this. It was not her fault. I was ticked off at the situation and the company as a whole, and she completely understood. So she gives me the information that I need, and while I'm on the phone with her, I create my account. And of course, you know, I'm now one payment passed and another one coming up because the due dates have now changed to the seventh of the month. So I go ahead and I pay that. And another thing that left me scratching my head was the fact that you couldn't set up auto pay via the web portal. She had to do it on the phone. Now, the interesting thing is it looks like now that it's set up inside the web portal, I can like change the credit cards and maybe even the payment date and stuff like that. I haven't really fleshed that out, but I do. I did see that it's actually there now to the extent of what flexibility I have and what changes I can make. I can't tell you right now, but it is it is infuriating because CityNet and even TIFFNet under the stewardship of or, or ownership of Plant Telephone was a local company. And so that did prompt the question that I had. So I reached back out to my contact and I said, do y'all even have local customer support and, and tech support? 
And I was told, yes, but if you call, you may either get someone in the Tifton office, someone in North Georgia, or someone in South Carolina. I don't call that local support. I believe they have 35 customer service agents now. That's probably that's 35 to cover all of their territory, South Carolina, North Georgia, and the, the South Georgia area here. The mere fact that it's just a random toss of the dice as to who you're going to get based on the information that I have been provided boggles my mind because I know that they can route the calls appropriately. Hell, even if you hit an auto attendant and you press you get options that says if you're a current customer, press one, and then it gives you a sub menu that says if you're a if you're a, a a customer in Tifton, Georgia, press one. If you're a customer in whatever it is in North Georgia, press two. If you're a customer in South Carolina, press three. You can route the calls. Now, do they do that? I haven't tested it. I am simply going on the word of my source that says when you call, you may wind up with someone in Tifton, North Georgia, or South Carolina. I say all of that to say this. Just do better, True Vista. I don't know how you dealt with people in South Carolina. I don't know how you deal with people in North Georgia. But us Southern Georgia, us South Georgia folks are a different breed. And we're all about customer service. And when you don't give customer service, and if you don't give the customer service that we've come to expect from a company that we've done business with for 20 years, albeit through name changes, ownership changes, and all of that, we have more options. Not all of us, but some of us have more options. We don't have to keep you. And quite honestly, where I live, I have two options. I have True Vista and I have Mediacom. And I can't say that Mediacom is much better, but I can say this. My dealings, especially on the business side when it comes to Mediacom, I usually get someone on the phone within 60 seconds. Now, their field support is a little lacking because I did have a customer that went down on, around 2 o'clock on, let's say, a Tuesday. They couldn't get anybody out to look at it until roughly about 10 o'clock the next morning, and they finally had it resolved by 2 or 3 that afternoon. So all of that aside, I have these two options. Clearwave is another company in town, and they are 100% fiber. And I've got a business contact. I've had a good relationship with them. I've recommended them uh, to a friend or two when it comes to the residential side, and they are very happy. There are people in our Facebook, our Tifton Talk uh, Facebook group that have ClearWave and said they are very happy with it. If ClearWave was ab available out here, I'd be swapping right now. I would stop this recording, and I would be swapping right now. And True Vista could just kiss my... Anyway, that was, uh, that was fun for this week. <laughs> so... And I do apologize for being a little brash. And I did inform my source out there that I was going to do a write-up about this on Tifton Talks. I'd already shared this information on the Facebook group, which some people have thanked me for because they were unaware of this issue. And now I'm talking about it in the podcast. And I said, hey, if they want to reach out and, and give me their side, pass it on. I am willing. They can either email me. They can call me. I can bring them on the podcast. We can talk about this because if they're going to do this when it comes to just blindly changing the billing system and, and not making sure that everybody knows, what else are they willing to do when it comes to their services? Because I can tell you, their website, when I need to shop for services and I have to submit my information and you will get back with me and let me know what's available in my area, you've already lost a sale. Because if you cannot put 
on your website what it is that you offer. For example, internet speeds. If you've got three or four packages and their price points, you need to be able to I hate to say it, you need to be able to do like Mediacom. I can go to Mediacom's website, I can select a package, I can go all the way through the entire checkout process, pay some monies, and within a few days the equipment will arrive, a technician will come out, because this is this has been my experience, and I'm up and running. And I know exactly what it is that I want to get. With True Vista, I have to put in my I have to put in my physical address. They'll say, Hey, you've got service. Even if I'm an existing customer, I click I'm an existing customer. And I'm like, I want to upgrade. Well, then I have to submit a, basically a form and they'll get back with me on what it is that I want to upgrade. No, I'm not doing that. You have just lost a sale. You have just lost an opportunity for me to pay you a little bit money, a little bit more money because I want a higher level of service. But you have created such a barrier to entry for me. This is not 1999 where I need to make a phone call to get service. This is 2023. I should be able to sign up for service on my smartphone. But there that is. Anyway, hey, let me know uh, if you are a True Vista customer, because again, what it looks like is if you were not on paperless billing, you probably, because somebody did point out in the group, you probably received a notification in the mail about the billing changes. That I understand. What I don't understand is why they couldn't simply email those of us who were on paperless billing to let us know about the changes. What's been your experience? Let me know. In today's digital age, your online privacy is under constant threat. Hackers, data snoopers, and even your own internet service provider can track your every move, leaving your personal information exposed. But fear not. There's a powerful shield that can safeguard your digital life, and that is private internet access. Private Internet Access VPN is your ultimate privacy solution. With just a single click, you can encrypt your internet connection, making your online activities completely anonymous. Hackers will hit a dead end. Data snoops will see only encrypted gibberish. And even your ISP won't be able to track your every move. But that's not all. Private Internet Access VPN also allows you to virtually travel the world, choose from their vast network of servers in different countries, and experience the internet as if you were there. Whether you're streaming your favorite shows, accessing blocked websites, or simply safeguarding your sensitive information, PIA is your trusted companion. Don't compromise on your digital privacy any longer. Join the millions who've already taken control of their online experience with private internet access. Use the affiliate link at tiftontalks.com slash PIA and get 30 days free. That's tiftontalks.com slash PIA to unlock the power of online privacy today. Private internet access. Your privacy, your rules. My family and I have been fortunate over the years, even during some of our darker days, that we've never had to turn to a food bank. And I am by no means denigrating or shaming anyone that has to do just that. Every one of us at some point in our lives have needed help. And honestly, whenever I hit the bottom and needed help personally for me, it was it was embarrassing and I was ashamed because I had never ever been in a situation where I had to be on food stamps until that point. And again, it was it was embarrassing. I quickly learned that that stigma just needs to go away. That I, that is just complete BS. That we 
as I said, at least once in our lives, every one of us, I would feel, have hit a rough spot and needed help. And there's nothing wrong with needing help. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. As tough as it is for some of us, and it was for me. As we go into the holiday season, you're probably going to hear, and and we've been hearing it over the last several years, of course, especially at the height of the pandemic, where a lot of people took advantage of food banks because it was the only way they were actually going to be able to eat and feed their families. The one thing that has never occurred to me is what is appropriate to give to a food bank? You know, the simple the simple way is just simply give them money and let them go buy the stuff. I don't know if that's something that that is looked favorably upon by the food banks or they they literally want you to provide food. But just like when you when you're giving to charitable organizations like uh, the Salvation Army and Goodwill, sometimes you wind up with junk. I know that's a big issue for those organizations where people, for example, Salvation Army, when they're not open on the weekends or maybe Sunday, people just go and and dump off loads of stuff and 80, 90 percent of it's just trash. And then the personnel there at Salvation Army, they have to deal with getting that trash to the landfill. Causes more, more trouble than it's worth, let's say. Fortunately, I don't think you can just drop off stuff at a at a food bank without somebody actually being there to look at what you have. But the reason why I bring this up is as we're going into the holiday season, there's probably going to be people that are going that that need to utilize food bank for feeding their family. And I came across this post on uh Twitter. I still refuse to call it X on Twitter by a person named Farrah Kaufman. And so I wanted to share it with you in case you've never thought about these things either. And so I'm going to read this, and of course, I'm going to put a a link to this particular Twitter post in the show notes so you can go read it for yourself. Maybe follow this person if you want, if you still like to use Twitter. The only reason why I'm on there is simply for the Tifton Talks a Twitter account. Anyway, so she starts off and says, I spoke to people getting food at a food bank, and here are some things I learned from those in need. Number one, everyone donates Kraft mac and cheese in the box. They can rarely use it because it needs milk and butter, which is hard to get from regular food banks. Number two, boxed milk is a treasure, as kids need it for cereal, which they can also get a lot of. Number three, everyone donates pasta sauce and spaghetti noodles. Number four, They cannot eat all the awesome canned veggies and soup unless you put a can opener in too or buy Pop-Tops. Not Pop-Tarts, but Pop-Tops. You know, some of the cans actually have the Pop-Top. It's got the little tab where you can pop it open. I think maybe Campbell's does. I forget who it is, but some of them do that. Maybe Great Value also does that. Number five, oil is a luxury but needed for rice-a-roni, which they also get a lot of. Number six, spices or salt and pepper would be a real Christmas gift. Seven, tea bags and coffee make them feel like you care. Eight, sugar and flour are treats. Nine, they fawn over fresh produce donated by farmers and grocery stores. Ten, seeds are cool in spring and summer because growing can be easy for some. Eleven, They rarely get fresh meat. 12. Tuna and crackers make a good lunch. 13. Hamburger Helper goes nowhere without ground beef. So giving boxes of Hamburger Helper does nobody any good. Does nobody any good. Let me rephrase that. Doesn't do anybody any good. 14. They get lots of peanut butter and jelly, but usually not sandwich bread. All right. 
want to make a PB&J, you need some bread. 15, butter or margarine is nice too. 16, eggs are a real commodity. 17, cake mix and frosting make it possible to make a child's birthday cake. But then again, I would add milk. Not all of them require milk. Some of them you just need water, but keep that in mind. 18, dishwashing detergent is very expensive and is always appreciated because we do need to wash the dishes. 19, feminine hygiene products are a luxury and women will cry over that. And 20, everyone loves stove top stuffing. Caveat, I hate (laughs) stove top stuffing. I hate it with a passion. But you know what? I'll eat it if that's all I have. And that's what I can get at a food bank. So... Farrah Kaufman goes on to say, In all the years I have donated food at the holidays, I bought what I thought they wanted, but have never asked. I am glad I did. If you are helping a family this Christmas, maybe this can help you tailor it more. It does for me. So I thought that that would be something informative to share with everybody if you want to give to a local food bank. And I don't know any any of the local food banks. So you can always ask. Call them up. Go by. They, they probably are on Facebook. They have email addresses, websites, whatever. Find out what it is that they need and find out are there certain combinations of things that if, if you give Hamburger Helper, you got to be able to give fresh meat. Now, it does seem that there may be issues that some food banks cannot take meat or frozen foods or fresh produce from individuals. So you need to check with the food banks to make sure what they can and cannot take. But again, think of these combinations. You know, we give out of the goodness of our hearts, but like number one pointed out, Kraft macaroni and cheese is one of the cheapest and easiest things to to buy and to give. It actually is a Depression era food. That's where it came from. Cheap macaroni, pasta, and a, a powdered cheese. But you need milk. So keep that in mind. I hope I hope you've learned something, because I know I have. So think about these things as we're going into the holidays, and you want to you wanna give to food banks for those who are less fortunate. I want to wrap up this episode by talking about the, the, uh, the Facebook group, Tip to Talks Facebook group. Um, we're a little over 60, I think we're about 6,550 somewhere in there uh, members. I want to tell you all that uh, we appreciate each and every one of you joining the group. I also would like to thank my wife who has stepped up and is assisting me now. Uh, So whenever you see some correspondence from the Tifton Talks account in the group, it may or may not be me. It could be her, but she's, she's really not posting, but she's looking at all the, she's helping me out with the, the membership requests um, moderating the posts because we still have, unfortunately, people that it, they claim that they're going to, they've read and acknowledged the rules and they still, they still test the waters to see if they can get away with breaking them. And no, you may get one past us every once in a while, but we will eventually find it and handle it, let's just say. But thank each and every one of you for being a part of the community. I, um, also, the newsletter, continue to push that one out. And 
It is a free newsletter, but there is a paid tier if you wish to support the newsletter. It's $7 a month, or you can do an annual membership of $65 a year. I am happy to say that we have one annual subscriber now. I am definitely not going to tell you who it is, but uh, if they hear this podcast, then they know who they are and know that they have my eternal thanks because we are very young in the newsletter arena, and I'm still fleshing it out and formatting it, figuring out the types of content that I want to put in the newsletter. The newsletter is supposed to be Tifton-focused, but it's not just Tifton-focused. And so that's the reason why you'll find a lot of information in there that may or may not have anything to do with Tifton. It may not even have anything to do with South Georgia or Georgia, but it's just things that if we were standing around the water cooler, we might be discussing. So if you haven't subscribed to it, please do. All you have to do is go to tiftontalks.substack.com, put in your email address, hit subscribe, go to tiftontalks.com, our actual website. We also post articles that sometimes, some of those articles wind up in the newsletter. Some of them do not, but right there on the right-hand side, there's a little widget. Put in your email address and subscribe. And like I say, if you if you want to support it, you can do a monthly or you can do an annual or just share it. Share it with your friends. Share it with your enemies. Share it with your clergy. <laughs> Either way. I also want to mention, uh, if you haven't already listened to it, go back and listen to the previous Tifton Talks podcast episode. You can get to it by going to podcast.tiftontalks.com slash five. That's the number five. Um it is the one where I did the business spotlight with Century 21 Smith, Branch, and Pope. Had a very informative interview with Ron Branch about the state of the housing market as a whole, but also what he is seeing down here in South Georgia. And like I say, it I learned a lot uh, because we've got apparently massive growth and explosion of building of apartments here in South Georgia. We're seeing that in Tifton, especially, because the inventory of homes is very, very low because nobody wants to sell their homes. I even pointed that out while I was interviewing him, and he said, exactly, that's what they're running into. So if you haven't listened to it, I encourage you, go listen to it, podcast.tiftontalks.com. You can get all the podcasts there, but this particular episode is podcast.tiftontalks.com slash Also, back to the newsletter, if you have something that you think would be newsworthy and you would like to share for me to put in the newsletter, you can always email newsletter at tiftontalks.com. By the same token, goes for the podcast. Email address for the podcast is podcast at tiftontalks.com. And finally, if you would like to lend your voice to the podcast, I got you. All you got to do is call 762-354-2916. Leave a voicemail. Let me know what it is you want to convey. And just so you know, there's a very good chance, depending on what it is that you have to say, that I'll incorporate it in a future episode of the podcast. So yeah, there you go. 762-354-2916. I think that's it. I've yammered on enough for this particular episode. Hopefully we've got a few more interviews coming up in future episodes. Um, interviews just like what I did with Ron Branch at Century 21 Smith Branch and Pope. Uh, we are calling this our business spotlight. We are uh, we're, we're selecting businesses 
in Tifton and just doing, just asking questions about what they're seeing in their their business arena as far as recovering from COVID and the state of the economy, the higher prices and, and how they're navigating all of that. So I look forward to doing those and I hope that you look forward to listening to them. So until the next episode, take care of yourself, hug and kiss your loved ones and be proud that we live in a great city like Tifton, Georgia. We'll talk soon. Mm-hmm.